Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and as always, I'm joined by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher, and Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins. How's it going, FAM? What's up? How are we doing? I'm so hyped. Oh, I'm hyped too. It's, you can tell. There's a few things sound, to be hyped about. There's a lot of hype not things hyped. going on. He's, he's he's thoroughly hyped. Sean, come on, give me your hype voice. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have a hype <laughs> voice. I'm pretty sure my normal voice is my hype voice, right? I'm, I'm usually pretty excited about everything. It's fantastic. Uh, Conan Hawk, I think you have many reasons to be hyped, which we'll get to a little bit later, but... Uh, what is your hype voice? So, like, I want you to, uh, uh, like, declare um, right now how hype you are. I think my voice is just normally hyped. I, I'm like Sean. You can hear the hype oozing from my from my voice right now. I had to mute so. myself because I wanted to shout, what a dirty liar. <laughs> so you just said it anyway. Yeah. Muting was no, very effective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some like post production to make it sound like you guys are like, like, r- like Macho Man Randy Savage levels of hype while you're talking. That's I mean, we could do like just like actual Macho Man Randy Savage impressions. <laughs> if that's what we're gonna do, if that's what we're gonna just like get on, just get on the microphone and oh yeah, oh yeah, brother, we're gonna talk about the standard meta game right now. Step into what this the meta game. All right, we're killing Caroline. Hold on. Who wants to talk about Oko? <laughs> I don't think I can record right now. Just move on without me. Weird ending, by the way. <laughs> Oko's got you for 10 minutes of playtime. I smell elk. <laughs> Well, now that we know between uh, how hype we are and our how much we've all, uh, I, I'm glad we all got the uh, the notes I sent earlier that uh, we should all work on our Randy Savage impression. <laughs> I didn't get one. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, Caroline, oh, it's your turn. You didn't get that memo. Oh, jeez. I don't have it. I, I'm just naturally hyped. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't it's have true. it. Your, your hypeness is of such a natural state. You don't need any further hyping. Uh, but we're hype about a lot of things, uh, most of them regarding Magic the Gathering. And uh, before we discuss all the things that we're hype about, let's talk about some of the things that uh, we were hype about last week. How was our week in Magic? Caroline, let's let's start with you, the hypest of the hype. So uh, I've been continuing my mission to make Top 1200 Mythic this month in January, but I'm much further along than I was last month, mostly because I made Mythic last month, so that helps a lot. Uh, so I've actually been playing Historic. Uh, Historic is not a format I really thought about. For some reason, I was just ignoring it. I was like, eh, not cool, not for me. Uh, that's wrong. It's great. I haven't lost a, a match. <laughs> it's just I've been playing Gruul. It's basically the current Gruul deck with like better mana because it has Elves and Rupankrig. But it's basically the current Gruul deck. It's great. And I've just been stomping on Nexus people and Esper people and just stomping along. So having a pretty good run currently, hopefully to make Mythic maybe by the end of this podcast. I mean, maybe at the end of this podcast, because it's definitely not playing right now. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see how the the climb of the actual ladder will go on. You are aware that uh, I can see the reflection of your computer screen in your glasses. So uh, I'm No, totally you aw- can't. Oh, yeah. So also I can the totally window see. behind you. Yeah, the gigantic window in yeah, the back. Yeah, that thing yeah. gives you a nice <laughs> reflection. Yeah, <okay. laughs> Someone got caught. 
Wait, someone got caught not playing arena? Mm-hmm. Sure, man. Sure. That's, That's very confusing. Uh-huh. Probably is, that, she... is that Alex Trebek in the background? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, no, no Jeopardy spoilers. She's playing, <laughs> she's playing some other card game. She's got like free sell in the background. Yeah. I can't even go on Twitter while you guys are talking because I can't look at Jeopardy spoilers. It's true. It's true. We will hold on to that for later. We have to make sure that you can watch everything you need to. So uh, we certainly won't be giving any spoilers or hints out for the rest of this. No, don't. Day. No, it's going to be no. fine. It's going to be no. fine. There's going to be plenty of things. We have too much to talk about, too much to get through. And one of the things I want to know about to get through is how Mr. Toolshed's week of magic was. Mr. Toolshed, how was your week? Yeah, my weekend was pretty solid. I played in a tournament on Friday. Uh, it was like a pioneer tournament, like a sort championship. I went undefeated in the Swiss, played my friend in the semifinals, lost to my friend. My friend won the tournament, so that was great. Then on Saturday, I had my WNPQ that I talked about last week, played Druid, um, ended up top eighting, so I qualified for the actual WNPQ, which happens like 14, like 13 days from now, something like that, um, where I get to play Modern post-ban, so no Oko or anything like that. Um, so hopefully that'll be good, but the tournament over the weekend was good, and uh, it was a good weekend overall. You're just the model of consistency, aren't you? With with all of the kind of top eights that you're hitting all the different times. I uh, it's it's nice because like I have a very consistent approach, but like in very small scale tournaments. So if I ever when I go to a Grand Prix, it's usually not as good. But these local tournaments are like my bread and butter. Lovely. That's what I like to hear. Me, I uh, was just kind of cleaning things up, uh, Magic the Gathering wise, specifically just trying to max out my mastery pass. Like I was looking at all the levels that I had and. I was like, well, how how far along am I? And I was like, okay, well, I can make some stuff happen. So I'm up to, like, level 92, so I don't think I don't have enough to make it to 100. But it wasn't too bad. And so after hitting 92, I was like, well, I might as well just buy the Mastery Pass for whatever it is, 20 bucks. So I bought it, and then my client exploded because it releases all of your rewards all at once. And so I had 92 levels of rewards unleash upon my client all at the exact same time. It it my my poor my poor computer it it took a while for it to recover from that i had to kind of nurse it back to health but uh it's okay it's gonna be fine and i got a whole bunch of rewards out of it so i got oh i got a bunch of packs to open a bunch of things to do and it was a it was a fabulous time but it was nice it's i try to live the life of a free-to-play player but then i just give in and and purchase a, a couple things here and there and it's not too shabby uh well i think that's i think that's that's every testing that solid state drive Right? Yeah, that you got a new you got a new solid state drive. Yeah, just testing. And might as well. Might, yeah, I was testing the warranty of it by uh, buying the Mastery Pass and Magic the Gathering Arena. That's what I was doing. Well, I think that's um, I think that's everybody. I, I don't think anyone else had any notable stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that's the podcast. Yeah. We can just yeah. wrap it up. Probably, go yeah. watch some Jeopardy. <laughs> Let's go. Great, awesome guys. Jeopardy time. Yeah, guys, that's a wrap. <laughs> coming up, coming up next week. Uh, listen to our new wrestler uh, impressions as we discuss more about Theros Beyond Death. Uh, no, I, uh, Eric, Conan Hawk. What'd you, what'd you do this past week? How how was it? What you what were you up to? It was like my my week was like all right. Um, basically, you know, played a lot of standard um on my stream and such and was doing pretty well with it decided to play a bunch of the decks while fought it like kind of like narrowing down the field of what i thought was really good um and then that was all in preparation for 
a tournament called an MIQ, which is a Mythic Invitational Qualifier. Um, and uh, we'll get into some details a little bit later, but uh, long story short, the MIQ went pretty well. So, um, yeah, I ended up uh, I ended up qualifying for whatever's, what's called a Mythic Invitational, which is uh, very, very exciting. It's going to be... The only thing we really know so far, though, is that it's in May, and that I also am 2,000 gems richer. Ooh, 2,000 gems. What was your record for this little Mythic Championship qualifier for this? Uh, I went 10-1. and one. So you had to go 10 wins before two losses in order to qualify. So pretty good is what you're saying. Just kind, yeah, of, all right. kind of okay. You had to run a little hotter than normal. <laughs> to, to say the least, my goodness. I mean... That's it, what was happening in our Discord when we found out that you hit ten wins. The whole place went; everyone was going absolutely insane. And I was in my car driving home from my top eight, and I was like, I had to jump in the call that was going on to congratulate Eric because it was so dope. I was like, yeah. literally driving home from my tournament. <laughs> it, it was really, it was like a really, really cool reception from everybody on Segway, and uh, I'll explain it a little bit later uh, why it was so weird uh, when I get a little bit more story time. Um, I, I was actually like kind of weirded out because I, both Eric qualified and then also, um, my roommate Matt Nass qualified. And so I was really confused. I was like, wait, are they just letting everyone get 10 wins? I don't understand. Yeah. Caroline knows like literally <laughs> I knew, uh, like, like 10%. 10% of the people yeah. that qualified. <laughs> That's pretty decent. Actually, there was only 22 people. So <laughs> not bad. So moral of the story, uh, Mr. Mr. Toolshed, uh, and Brasky myself, I think what it means is that since we are friends with Caroline, we are, we're due. We are due to just oh, win, yeah. to win an uh, I, like yeah. I mean, first I, I, I got to get to Mythic first. That That's kind of a, a hurdle I have to jump over. But yeah, details. Historic. I, I think I have a GP top eight still, so maybe Phoenix is my calling. Who knows? I love, that you, talk, I love that you talk about it. It's like, I think I got a GP top eight around here somewhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got I'll one, be dude. Phoenix. I'll I can Phoenix. smell it, yeah. Oh, can we can we have a pit stop in Colorado so I can hang out at LSV's house really quick? Totally. <laughs> Caroline, can you have like a cookout at LSV's? I show up very late and then like basically just like stand there very awkwardly. Okay. Everybody's already so, like doing stuff. Okay. <laughs> just okay, in the on. corner shuffling his cards. So, so okay, wait. I have a story. I was I forgot and I wasn't gonna tell it, but it's pretty good. So we were actually having a party on Saturday for uh, a combination of like Matt Nass, Andrew. Uh, Beckstrom and a third friend uh and so uh, Matt finished at noon I think for with his 10 wins like shortly before you Eric I think yeah. uh and then he came downstairs and everyone arrived we like ordered uh catering at like one o'clock we were like hanging out and then I saw that, that you had won so I was like oh wow like like Eric Hawkins won uh the MCQ as well and they were like who and I was like, you remember, like, he came to your house, like, the barbecue, and then Luis was like, oh, yeah, yeah, and then Gabby was like, wait, who? The awkward guy in the corner. Oh, like, he top aided Denver with vampires, and she's like, no. And then nice. like, came to dinner on Saturday, and we're like, no, Gabby, like, you really, she, she just got asked, and she's like, well, well, did I meet him? We're like, yeah, you really did meet him. And then eventually, we showed you a picture, or showed, showed her a picture of you from Facebook. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, corner yeah. The, the, really, the really funny thing is, is that I, so I didn't, like, I, I, I wasn't, uh, like, a friend of Gabby's or anything like that. But, like, we had run into each other several times. 
and like we know people like i know people that she knows and she knows people that i know so we've like been in the same like group circle a bunch of times because she used to ptq in the midwest right right and um so like and like i would like talk to like beckstrom and then like um she was like usually with beckstrom at the time and stuff like that like so like that that's like kind of funny that it's just like but it, like also i wasn't like going around like hi i'm eric hawkins hi i'm eric hawkins you know, like, she, she like didn't say, know who you were like yeah as soon as she saw the phone she's like oh yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome but it's kind of like that person like... that you knew in high school right where you like they say their name a thousand times and you're like that's not helping you pull out, like the yearbook and you're like oh yeah i know that person she was just like wait he's been to my house we're like yeah he's been to your house like it was very I good. her dog <laughs> jewel dog yeah that was that was a very funny story i'm really glad you were you reminded me of that somehow i just need you to start just talking in the third person from now on much like a wrestler would you know eric hawkins plays magic the gathering because eric hawkins won an mcq eric hawkins plays drun sacrifice that that's what's that's what this is all going to lead to if i have any success at the uh at the mythic invitational it's just gonna be me talking in the third person forever so I don't know if you want to root for me or against me because of that, but you know that that's what's on the line. I mean, I'm down for it. I'm down for it completely. Uh, and you know what, Wizards of the Coast has been down for banning cards in Modern. How'd you like that? That's a good. I'll, I'll take that. Challenge. That was nice. I'm gonna. I'm logging that one. <laughs> that was that was a plus. I was muted, but oh, that was really good. A plus transition. Well, it's true. It's true. A banned and restricted announcement has come out. There have been bans strictly in modern, and uh, three cards have been banned. Mox Opal, Microsynth Lattice, and a relatively unplayed card in most other circles. Oko Thief of Crowns has been banned, which means that Oko is now banned in everything but, like, legacy formats. uh, And vintage. And vintage. Yeah, legacy and backwards. Uh, But Mox Opal and Microsynth all banned. Wait, is it Micro or Micro? Myco. Microsoft Mike. Lettuce. Let's call it what okay. it is. Microsoft Lettuce. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's that's exactly what it should be called. And that's the what official it term. Is. The official term for it. Uh, but all three of those cards are banned, all for various different reasons. And all of us, minus the host of this show, have opinions about it. So let's start <laughs> with Caroline. Caroline, uh, you have some really in-depth show notes written down for this. So why don't you give us your, your input on the modern day? <laughs> Yeah, this is this is gonna take a while. So my show notes are as following: sad face, sad face, sad face. I really wish I typed it out. I wish it was not actually the emoji. Um. So my issue was I knew Oko was getting the, the boot. Uh, I knew Opal was a desire for people. I didn't know if um, Watsi would pull the trigger, so that was pretty cool. And then I was just like announcing the bands to to my boyfriend, and then I was like, and then yeah, that's it. Wait, what? <laughs> and then just did not expect um, the lattice ban. It's not a big deal. Like I, I was pretty sad, but it, it will be okay. It's just confusing because I didn't think that deck was like doing anything crazy. It was just over here playing some mana, playing some colorless things, and then you can't play spells. Haha, sucker. Um, but actually, I did read the the paragraph about why they banned it, and it is interesting. It talks a lot about how unfun it was, which is an interesting concept. It was sort of one of the reasons that KCI was banned, uh, the unfun factor. Um, so I'm 
okay with it now, though I was emotionally scarred earlier. Uh, it was just a little surprising because I didn't really expect my deck. I, I only play Tron, which I think the tens of listeners will know, but uh, if you didn't, I mostly only play Tron. So now I was like, just kind of bummed. I was like, oh man, I have to like go back to the drawing board and, you know, reborrow cards from people. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> so really not a big deal, but it was like a shocker. I just didn't expect it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Conan Hawk, what'd you, what are you, what's your feelings on these modern bands? Uh, like a little similar to, uh, to Carolyn's, like basically it was like, the like Mox Opal has been a long time coming. Uh, for those that don't know, um, I basically only play Affinity uh, in Modern. I do every once in a while jump to a different deck if like if Affinity is like absolutely unplayable. But for the, like ninety percent of the time, I'll play Affinity. I played Affinity during like Hogak time. I played Affinity during like um, basically forever. Um, so like unfortunately, the Mox Opal does make that um, not a reality anymore. Affinity does, doesn't really work without Mox Opal, um, which like you know is is sad that it's over. But it was kind of on borrowed time. Um, Oko, uh, like if you've watched Modern or played Modern recently with Oko, it just makes for like very very uninteresting gameplay. Um, if you have something that's big enough to like impact the board, it just turns into a three three along with everything else so nothing can really attack or block effectively because they just run into each other in trade um if you like just both have okos on both sides and then if you don't have an oko then you have to get an oko to like make the board stable and it, it like it just like made for like really kind of like uninteresting to watch and also very long games and then also you know making threats like basically not very effective um so it's kind of like the similar things that happened in standard and then um, the lattice thing does make a lot of sense when you do like read it, like like uh, Carolyn said, where it was just like, you know, if your opponent does get enough mana, you just like not allowing your opponent to like ever come back because you can never cast another spell is obviously not a very fun game or a very fun situation to be put in. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird because like, it's like if they kill you with lethal damage, that's okay. But if they just like make it so you can't ever cast anything or play again, it's like not okay, but like I understand that it's like a, a different feeling and it's kind of uh, it's kind of awkward for a lot of people. So it makes a lot of sense that it does get the ban. Um, but I would guess since Affinity is over, um, I have to find a new deck. So I guess uh, I guess the new one's going to be Amulet Titan because uh, that deck's sweet and we had to cast some Primeval Titans and uh, make up a ton of mana and you know uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I guess uh, I guess we'll play Amulet, but uh, there is a chance there was a. Affinity's longtime lover Frank Karsten um, also like works with Watsi every or not Watsi but works with uh, the the coverage teams whenever they do coverage, and um, he was uh, he was advocating for the artifact lands to be unbanned. So if there's uh, if there's ever a time that I would play Affinity again, it'd be the artifact lands being unbanned and getting to sleep up some Frogmites and some Thoughtcast and some Mirror Enforcers. Uh, that'd be great. So hopefully that's that's the in the near future. Oh yeah, Sean. Do you have similar feelings about some of these bands, or do you, do you feel passionately otherwise? And more specifically, what do you think is is going to be on the shopping block next? Yeah, so I mean, kind of, you know, like everyone else is saying, Oko was far and away needed to go. Uh, Microsoft Lattice kind of felt like maybe splash damage, maybe a little unnecessary right now, but um, I would have been okay with like, staying in the format. Mox Opal, like Eric said, it was clearly on borrowed time um i think if there are to be any more bands it'll probably continue to be green cards i I would think primeval titan 
or Once Upon a Time or Veil of Summer are probably next. Those cards are pretty powerful. Um, they let you do a lot of not fun things. Um, so I would probably think something like that. Um, can we live in a world where there isn't a next? There is not a next? We're just done? Like, that would be super <laughs> that nice. would be the best. I mean, that is also something I'm looking forward to because the deck I'm currently playing has both Veil of Summer and Once Upon a Time and Hanoko <laughs> in it. So I would really like to have to stop changing my deck every three weeks. So. Um, also, I think you're missing a pretty blatant one. As much as I'm joking about how I wish they were done, there's about to be a big hammer dropping shortly um, that might require a Bannerino, so we'll see. Uh, but Heliod is uh, oh, has a, oh. a combo. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was I didn't say it. I didn't say yes. it. What was, sure. what was that? I did not say it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't say it. I'm well, pretty sure I didn't said, say it. Said what? We could, said what? Whole conversation is bleeped now. Way to we'll go. Pretty sure <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I, I, I thought uh, he was just trying to shush Caroline. I, I thought that's what was going on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't say it. It's possible I did. Oh, did you not want the our podcast listeners to know of the infinite combo? So There's no way there. walking ballista gets banned. No way. The, no, I mean, they, I, I'm not saying that's what's could. happening, but I'm saying that right now, as much as we're we're like, we did it, we cleaned up modern, get out of here, Oko, get out of here, oh, police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We we have another like relatively cheap mana, colorless mana at, at that, like just white and colorless, not um like the Sahili combination obviously is fine in modern, but that involved three colors, like it's looking a pretty interesting on and i'm not even just talking about like um, modern i was also talking about pioneer too mm -hmm. uh, so i'm wondering like how done are we as much as i would love us to be i saw a lot of tweets um i saw like a lot of takes about people like kind of just coming to a um like a point being like you know what like yeah this is starting to to take a toll on my wallet or like on my investment in the game on my um interest level in the game like watsi are you going to ever acknowledge this like there was a lot of comparison to the jace bands I, I hope i'm not getting that wrong around the era of the jace bands there was a pretty decent article uh that came out of a lot of like ownership and um acknowledgement of the secondary market as much as they're allowed to i they're not allowed to um it's like a, a legal thing but in that article they did a decent amount i read the article recently uh they did a decent amount job of like saying like hey we understand that people you know do spend money to play like we're sorry like that was pretty interesting and we have not received anything like that in at least in 2019 at all not in 2020 either <laughs> uh so i just wonder like you know are we are we at the rope's end for people are people actually not willing to ship into the new deck like eric is 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 this it is 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 people are people exiting now? I don't know. Or are they I, are they exiting paper and just moving to digital? Yeah, that wouldn't. Yeah, this one's a little bit more awkward because it is a ban. <clears throat> so those people, even if they are exiting to arena, they were are they were they're different users, right? Like leaving your paper modern is different than joining arena. So I don't I, know. I, I will <clears throat> say I saw like an interesting post that was uh, mentioning another card game. Um, that was like basically talking about how they they had a huge fallout from similar things where they would print um, basically 
ex, ex, or you know incredibly powerful cards, and then they would just like basically annex them from the game, um, and then they would like release more powerful cards, and like that basically was like they they basically went and said like that was like one of their strategies, right? Because people want to play these powerful cards, and they have to buy these powerful cards in order to play them. Um, my hope is is that like Watsi kind of like sees that and then like realizes while yes there is uh, a want to make powerful standard cards because it makes standard more interesting it makes people more excited to play there is a point where they get too bit like too powerful and you end up in this spot where everybody's you know clamoring for bans all the time and I think also part of it is like I think a lot of it has to do with um, just like the the social media like outbursts constantly about about cards as well oh, yeah. we and saw- i don't know how to quell that <laughs> i like, mean I some pretty amazing cards get called out um while like on like you know like on twitter on facebook like you know people are sitting there and they're like um they're playing pioneer and they're like i don't see how a control deck ever beats a card like scrap heap scrounger like i want it banned and you're like that's a three two for two mana like just just beat the card it's like come on like yeah, I, I think um, I think Watsi in general. So there's there's one major thing that Watsi deals with that other digital card games don't deal with, and that's that it's very hard to see results of their goal shifts or their acknowledgement of something um, because it takes so long for us to see the shifts. Like they're obviously planning years in advance, um, and so let's say like some point last year, let's, let's say like July. Um, Watsi's like, oh shoot, like things are not going well. We're, you know, we, we made some errors in some of these cards. Even if they started implementing changes internally, we're not going to see the results for a long time. And what that does is it creates this like Twitter hostile like environment of like anything that's wrong. We're just like, oh, it's another banning or ban something else. Um, <laughs> but it's hard to please the magic players the magic players right now because we're just so angst up and like just like ah oko ah hogak uh kci that's eh, probably not the same <laughs> um and so it's it's hard for for both watsi and also the community like we're just not at a spot um like people were tweeting like oh love to see this ban of opal like we've been asking for opal to be gone for a while and then people were just responding with like Hey, can I send you my bill for the four opals that I bought last week? Like, what do you mean you love to see this? Like, I'm over here out 400 bucks because Watsi has to ban all these cards. And then that was like, oh, yeah, I I love to see the ban because I want the format to be good. But, oh, right, people are out here spending real money. Like, this sucks. So we're just at such a disconnect right now. And it's going to be hard for Watsi to show that they're making changes and also for us to believe it technically. I mean, the one thing I really, <clears throat> the internet's great for a lot of things, but that's the one thing Watsi's just like under the gun with all these kinds of things. I really hope that the magic, I mean, the magic community in general is just like, like you said, we got to ban this, that, and the other thing. It's just like, well, like what's Wizards supposed to do? Like they can't, like they have to print new cards. They have to push the envelope, but it's really hard for them to like not push it too much at the same time. So they're really like they're between a rock and a hard place i think a lot of the time and it's just like it's really tough because i see a lot of people like we got to ban this that and the other thing and it just makes it just puts a lot of sour taste in everyone's mouth i think because when they do end up banning it like they banned oko like i mean they banned oko i wanted that but doesn't mean i'm happy that i lost 340 dollars on buying four okos you know 
Yeah, I would also argue that like the the Twitter um, ban everything, you know, clause. Wizards smart. They weeded out. Like oh, they're not right. having tabletop discussions about whether or not they just scrap heap scrounger and pile. Right, 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 right. I like, mean, yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, like. For, for the most part, they acknowledged, or they like know what to acknowledge. I will say, sorry, right. one thing we didn't talk about was at, right at the bottom of that abandoned uh, announcement, ban and restricted announcement. Um, they actually talked about Pioneer, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They actually straight out said, "We will not be banning any cards involving Heliod or Walking Ballista before the pro before the players tour." And I thought that was super cool because, like, sometimes they tend not to acknowledge the Twitter rumors which is kind of what we're talking about here they like let us just kind of talk in a circle and shout onto (laughs) an empty room but this was just like hey guys chill (laughs) like yeah we know it's a combo (laughs) don't worry just play it out and see how it goes this isn't a feldar guardian sahili ray situation all right this is a walking ballista heliod situation we got it under control well that's not what they're saying well it does mean that i'm gonna play it at the lcqs in phoenix Well, it's you don't both, know that. They're, they're, they're based off of white cards. and uh, Oh, yeah, cards. you do know that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like 100% going to play it. Uh, that mill deck I sent is busted. Uh, not for Pioneer, though, probably. Oh, yeah, or right. <laughs> Wrong format. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hurtful. Oopsie-daisy. Well, there's plenty to look forward to, at least, and at... At the very least, it seems like maybe, maybe cross the fingers, we're heading towards some semblance of a, a healthy, I'll say healthy, uh, metagame with most of the formats. Because, you know, now that we've reached the end of Throne of Eldraine, hopefully things start to stabilize a little bit. But mm, you never know. It might just be a, a complete dumpster fire and we don't know what to do with it. Um, but the one thing that isn't a dumpster fire is Conan Hawk's skills at Magic the Gathering Arena. That is a white-hot fire of awesome skill. So the reason why we want to talk about that is because Conan Hawk won an MCQ that we talked about a little bit earlier. And we kind of want to run down what he did in order to basically go 10 wins with his deck. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you. Conan Hawk. Can I, can I run it down? Can I run down the notes? The, uh, the notes of it? Yeah, go, go. You can run down all of the show yeah. notes. No, read them out loud. She's going to give you a little precursor. No, I won't. I won't give spoilers. But the notes, can you read them at the end? Because they're very funny. Yes, I will read them at the <laughs> yeah. end. But before, before we get to those show notes, I want to hand this over to Conan Hawk to talk a little bit about the deck that he brought, what he was expecting, how things played out, uh, You know, w- what kind of breakfast he had to eat, what kind of beverage was he sipping on while he was going through and mowing people down left and right. Just a whole complete rundown of the Mythic Championship qualifier from the perspective of Conan Hawk. So, Eric, over to you. Uh, yeah, so I got up uh, pretty early, um, which I normally do. Um, you know, just got you know a little loose, got the blood flowing, all that type of stuff. Um, my breakfast of choice w- that day was a uh, was a bagel and Lucky Charms. Um, I love me some Lucky Charms, which is uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, so did you have like, did you like spread Lucky Charms on the cream cheese of a bagel? Is that what you kind of did? Oh uh, no, no, it was it was Lucky Charms in a bowl with milk and then a bagel to like wash it down with. All right, for us I like listeners, to wash down my milk with uh, with bagel. Yeah, for us listeners at home, what kind of milk? Uh, almond. Almond what? milk. Ooh, Impressive. spicy. Impressive. Wait, yeah. can, I can smell the bagel? endorsements coming already. What's a, what's <laughs> what's a bagel? A bagel? 
What what word you're saying bagel? It's a bagel. It's a bagel. Bagel? <laughs> it's a bagel. Hey. <laughs> Hey, I Caroline, have so many concerns. What, what type of uh, what type of food is is uh, is linguine? Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> pasta, pasta. Oh my goodness. Pasta and Mario Kart. <laughs> you know, I got oh, it all. <laughs> Do you drink water or water? Oh jeez. Uh, or Worcester. <laughs> Listen, but, as the individual on this podcast that's from the Midwest and has the most non-accent accent of all of us. I need you to tone it down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sponsored uh, by Lucky Charms yet? Not yet. But no, I, hope I, so. I hope so. Better, I, I, I really want him? some more Lucky Charms. Yeah, yeah we better get you lucky. We got to tweet it. General Mills is like right up the right up the road. For, well, not right up the road for me anymore, but it was right up the road for me before. It was like that is how like you got your other. <laughs> yeah. People nearby. So. Yeah, that is true. That's that's how that's how I got one of my sponsors for sure. Done. Perfect. Um, Go get that bread. Back to yeah. the topic at hand. You enjoyed Back to the topic at a hand. breakfast of champions. Uh, my beverages for the day uh, was uh, a mixture between Mountain Dew and water. More water than Mountain Dew, but I had like two cans of Mountain Dew and probably like five or six glasses of water throughout the day. So that was Mixed exciting. together. Yeah, I was going to say, time. did you mix yeah. them together? <laughs> yeah, I wanted a little bit of watered down Mountain Dew. Spread out the spread out the caffeine. I could see Conan, um, I could see Conan Hawk calling that his version of Diet Mountain Dew. This yeah, is my Diet Mountain it's, Dew. It's just Mountain Dew and water. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, um, I had, um, we alluded to earlier, I had been testing different decks all week. Uh, basically, I tested ev like almost everything I could think of. Uh, Bant Adventures, Black Red Knights, uh, Jeskai Fires, um, John Food, Green Black Adventures, um, every, like White Weenie, basically everything. And I came to the conclusion that I thought Jeskai Fires and John Food were the decks that I thought were the best and the ones that I played the best. Um, and then it, like two days kind of went through and I, I couldn't really get a great grip on the fires deck, um, but I was still like doing really, really well with the the Jund food deck. Um, and um, so like I'm going into my last day of testing. I mean, I'm streaming my last day of testing and um, I'm like, all right, I'm walking in the Jund food deck. The Jund food deck is 100% what I'm doing. And a uh, very well-known magic professional by the name, or goes by the nickname Efro, Eric Forlick. Very uh, well-known Eric. It would be my yeah, a more known, a more known Eric. <laughs> um, jumps onto my onto my uh, onto my uh, stream, and he's like, "So is this the deck?" Talking about the John Food deck, and I'm like, "I think so." It's like got game in every matchup. It's kind of like that 50-50 deck, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 50-50. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to go when you have to go ten or a ten one at least in order to qualify." And I'm like. Yeah, probably not. Like, I guess that's probably a bad, bad choice. You kind of have to spike. And I'm like, maybe I'll go with Just Guy Fires. So then I jump into the to the Discord and I'm like, dude, Efro just kind of messed with my head, man. And like, everybody's like, why? What's up? And I was like, and then uh, I was like, I told them the story and they were like, you know, just like play whatever you think is good or whatever and all this stuff. And then the next morning I just like was on my uh, on my like app that keeps track of like all my wins and losses and all that stuff. And I'm like, Looking at like my barely sixty percent win percentage with uh, with Jeskai Fires and my unreal win percentage with uh, John Food, which was like seventy seven percent, and I'm like, it's John Food. I have to do it. So I end up playing John Food. Um, I had a bunch of like weird matchups. Um, so for those that don't follow me on Twitter, I had a buy in round one because my my round one opponent who messaged me later on Facebook um, queued into me and then had a. Um, 
what are those things called? He had a transformer. Yeah, he had a transformer blow up. So he lost power, and uh, I ended up winning that one. So I got a free win. Um, but then I played like against like Soltai Adventures. Um, I played against Simic Ramp, um, which I mean, like Soltai Adventures is like kind of unknown. Simic Ramp is known, um, but I played against Soltai Adventures twice. Um, and Green Black Adventures, Jun or uh, a, a Jun Sacrifice, which was my only loss. A Jeskai Walker's deck with no fires. Um, I played against Black Red Sacrifice. Um, kind of like a little like smattering of everything, but I didn't actually play against Black Red Knights, which was like really, really, really crazy. Um, I expected Black Red Knights, I expected Je uh, Jeskai Fires, and I expected Jun Food to be the biggest decks, and I ended up playing mo against more adventure decks than anything than anything else, which was kind of weird to me. Did you see? Um, more, did you see more like on meta decks, like not the off meta or the lower meta stuff? Like the the deeper you went, like at eight nine wins, you saw the more like straight up stuff, or were you seeing adventure decks at like eight nine wins? Uh, at eight nine wins, or so at eight or my for my eighth win, I did play against the Jun Food. Um, that person actually qualified. Their 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 um, arena name is Flashjack. And um, they had like a really, really sweet list. Uh, I thought it was really cool. It's like more low to the ground. And then um, my, but like, then I played against like Jeskai Fires. So like a little bit more on, on point, like, or on like what I thought was going to be the meta. Then I played against like a Simic Flash. And my last round opponent was actually on, Sim on Sultai Adventures, which was like really weird. So um, yeah, I mean, like re for the most part, like I played against like, it was like off meta, off, there's like off meta and then like on meta on meta off meta on meta on meta off meta it was like kind of all over the place and as as uh caroline was saying or no somebody was saying earlier in our, in our um meeting i think no it was uh ben was talking about his buddy uh who actually got nine wins uh which is like uh, obviously unfortunate but he he lost to somebody who ended up not qualifying even though he was going for his 10th win uh he ended up losing to somebody so like it's not necessarily that per like you're playing against somebody that's also nine and oh like I might have been playing against somebody that was say like seven and zero when I was when I was like eight and one or nine and one or something like that. So um, the pairings were kind of weird there. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up about my my adventure is I get to ten wins, and um, obviously I have to take the screenshot because I'm going to post it on Twitter and all that stuff. I'm going to post it on Facebook. I'm going to post it in the Discord, and I'm like super excited about it. Uh, I do a little fist pump right after my win. Kind of got out of my chair a little bit. Um, take my take my screenshot click claim prize expecting something really big to happen after I click claim prize. And it's like, here's 2000 gems. And I'm like, okay. Cause you get 200 gems for every win. Right. And it's like, all right. And then I like equate that really quick. And it's like, it's like about between 10 and $15 worth of gems, but there's like nothing that says like, congratulations, you're qualified or anything like that, which is like really odd. So like, I was like, kind of like, did I do something wrong? Did I like just skip my chance to like get this invite? Because I don't know, really know what's going on. But then I'm like, yeah, like I have my screenshot, I'm fine. So then I'm like also um in the house, like I'm I'm in my basement, there's like no one around. So I'm like I like run upstairs and I'm like, um no one's no one's here. No one no one's home. So like I don't have like anything or anybody really to celebrate with. And then like then there's like I'm like not even like my cats are around, so like Luna and Winnie are not even around. So I'm like I, I like chat and like I type into discord and I'm like, Hey everyone. Uh, I won. I saw that you saw that it's, you want to like, I don't know. I'm like, I guess I'll type it here and I'll, uh, 
I guess I'll fire up Arena and play a little more standard, I guess. So it was like really odd because like at a Grand Prix, you just like you have people around and you could like, even if you don't know them that well, they'll like cheer, right? But you're just kind of like, I like told Serena, but like I couldn't like do anything. You were the- My favorite was today at our meeting, uh, Brandon was like, hey, uh, Eric, how long do you think before you played Magic again? And he's like, uh, five minutes, I think. <laughs> and he was just like on the ladder again. You were literally the dog chasing the car, except you actually caught the freaking car. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then I but, said but no. But didn't clue. know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the car. What do, I, what do I do now? I hope that's the podcast title. That's great. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> the good. gang catches the car. The gang catches the car. Oh, man. But it's still like, yeah, I, I think a little bit afterwards, the more you kind of interact with people and you kind of post on Twitter and do that stuff. Maybe it's kind of a little delayed gratification. The immediate, like, yes, we did it. And then afterwards, just being like, just more and more people coming, probably hopefully like messaging you or talking to you, maybe like on your stream, just being like, dude, congratulations on the win. Yeah, I will I will say the the next day we did a celebration stream. I got some awesome hosts from some awesome people. Uh, we had, uh, like, uh, was it uh, Jeff Hoogan, uh, Jim Davis? And I'm very sorry. She t- said I could just say lady, but it's Lady Lavinius, I believe is how do you say her name? Um, and everybody that, uh, that came in from the raids, everybody that like is always on my channel, um, were super, super positive and super awesome. And, um, it was a very fun stream, even though we did stream a, you know, like quote dying standard, or I guess like a, like a sunset, like riding off to the sunset standard. Cause we have like the new set coming out, but, um, you know, we just played, played, had fun, brewed a little bit. So it was like pretty nice. Well, congrats, my friend. I mean, that's a it is it is an unbelievable achievement to go ten and one, just at any event, much less an MCQ, and to do it with that deck. Um, I think the only other like, question I have about it is, you know, you talk about the lack of knights that you faced. Do you think that was overall, or was this just kind of like a a pocket meta that you just kind of avoided with the decks that you ran into? Uh, Brandon is of the theory that it was very underrepresented. Um, obviously we don't really know cause they didn't put any of the results out, but it, from the sounds of it, like a lot of people didn't really play against them. Um, my guess is that it probably was underrepresented, but like they were definitely out there, right? Like people were going to play them. Um, it, it, it's kind of like one of those things that happens in magic a lot. I think, especially when you play against people that are like quote grinders is they kind of like stay away from these decks that have, um, that feeling where you can't really win anymore. Um, they like the decks that you have a feeling like you have like a little bit of uh, agency in your in your decisions and like your how the game's gonna go. Where like the aggressive decks kind of don't have that. I I, I got that a lot when going back to the affinity was like people are like I, I can't play that deck because like if your opponent just has it you can't win and it's like yeah that's true if they have these cards you just can't win but if they don't you just kill them like by turn four you know um, and I think that has a lot of to do with like what the knights deck does is like. You have these incredibly powerful draws, but yeah, if your opponent has like time wipe or you know massacre girl or just like kills all your creatures, yeah, you're you're not winning. But that that's just kind of it. But they don't like that feeling. They'd rather play something like fires where you can always top deck or Jun food where you can always keep drawing cards until you find it can answer, and uh, you're never really out of a game. But you know, um, you know, it just like feels a little bit better. Well, going by the show notes that we have written down by everybody, I'm going to read this verbatim word for word, so strap in, everybody. Eric's notes are testing all week different decks. Efro, percentage, junk food, matchups, weird ending. Caroline's notes are poggers. <laughs> I wrote that. Sean's notes are praise be to Eric, and my notes are blank because I'm speechless. I'm speechless at what you have accomplished for the MCQ. And uh, I know that 
Uh, wow, was that transmission? Was that transition written in the show notes? Mm. I didn't even let him finish the transition. Mm. <laughs> it was so wow. juicy he couldn't even say anything about it. That was even better than the last transition. Oh my goodness! Dude, I love the last transition because it was like it was like all of your transitions are like this, this, that, this, and then we're now here. Yep. But the the last one from modern to the other one was just like boom, mm. done. I've been practicing. Can you do a podcast on transitions? I would sure. wonder. Sure, I'll make it. I'll, I'll make some type of uh, informational video for people about uh, the best ways to make your transitions into uh, in it, all of your podcasting. Can you do like a song, like a uh, conjunction junction? <gasps> I was thinking of conjunction junction too. <laughs> Ten dollars, Sean doesn't know we're talking. Well, if anyone out there... Yes, I do. All right. I'm not that young. Well, if any, All right. If any, if any of our tens of listeners were former employees of either Schoolhouse Rock or The Electric Company, <laughs> please contact us on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming, and we will make this jingle happen. All right. I'm 26, not 16. All right. <laughs> How a bill becomes a law. All right. I remember this. It's true. Did you Google it? No. no. My God. We all know Bill becomes a law, and since my first name is Bill, I'm going to lay down the law and say we are moving on. <laughs> this is transition gold. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. And that is what we are moving on to. What we are moving on to is how we are trying to get better at the game oh. of magic. You know, it is how we are trying to be learning it, how we get lit, as we always like to say. So... Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the things we're trying to do to get better. Specifically, since we're at the end of a set, and we have Theros Beyond Death coming on. All the cards have been spoiled. Let's discuss real quick our plans for the pre-release. Caroline, I, I want to start off with you. Uh, pre-release is coming up. What are you going to be doing for it? So, I'm going to be doing some pre-releases. Fun. Uh, in paper and on arena. I will say the last for Eldraine, I ended up doing kind of um extra and and big for myself i went on i think five different pre-releases in four different like um local cities and uh, there was boats and trains and planes and okay not actually planes but uh, i ended up tweeting a lot about it and kind of keeping track of the whole thing and that was pretty fun for me um this time i'm in the states so i won't have as many um different places to go to but i am going to go uh, out and visit some friends and kind of stay over there and, and do some pre-releases in their town, uh, which is like an hour away from where I am right now. Um, and then we're going to, yeah, we're going to go to two on the weekend. And then I'm also going to go to two at a job. So I have a couple decent amount of pre-releases and paper coming up, uh, which, which is all preparation in preparation for GP New Jersey, which is going to be limited the following week so that was kind of why i was pushing to get some paper done and then tomorrow slash wednesday slash after this is already all out and i always do this anyway <laughs> uh i will be streaming the streamer event uh and that will be do some drafts some sealed some maybe con some constructed so that's kind of my my plans is just play as much magic as i can in the next little while nice well done. Uh, Mr. Toolshed, what are you going to be doing for a pre-release to get ready for that? Um, <clears throat> I'll be doing a pre-release Friday night, just like a normal midnight or pre-release. And then uh, I won't be doing too many more releases this weekend. I do need to get ready for my WNPQ. So I'm going to spend sat the majority of Saturday testing post-ban modern to get ready for that. I'll be playing with the with some new 
Theros Beyond Death cards in my deck, but I probably won't be doing any pre-releases this week. I just got to get ready for my shot at a player's tour next weekend. Nice. I hear you. Conan Hawk with Theros Beyond Death coming up. There's a, there's a few things you can do uh, for the pre-release. And since uh, you do quite a bit of streaming, is that what you're going to be up to for the pre-release? Uh, yeah, I haven't played a, a paper pre-release in a long time. But uh, since uh, the arena, since I've been streaming arena, they, they do these preview events, which is uh, something that Caroline says that she's going to do as well. Um, I'll be doing a bunch of it. Uh, I don't exactly know how long I'll be doing it, but I do have a ton of decks that I, I've brewed up and I'm very excited to play. And um, I, I think for me personally, as a person that plays more constructed than I do play limited, uh, these events are very, very exciting every time. So I'm, I'm super, super stoked to play it. Likewise, I'm looking forward to the the digital set coming out, but I am gonna gonna look at my schedule and hopefully uh, attend a pre-release. I'm gonna contact a few of my friends I have around here that might also want to go and just see. I've done pre-releases before. It's really the only form of like in-person paper magic I've done. I've done two pre-releases: Aww. War of the Spark and Ravnica Allegiance, and now I'm getting ready for this one, which will be fun. So I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be nice to to dip my toe back into the world of paper magic and enjoy uh, you know all the packs open up kind of what deck I want to format or, you know, put together and then, uh, and then just roll from there. You know, it, in my, in my world, as long as I finish like 500, I'm going to be happy. <laughs> you know, it's like, what'd you do? I went two and two. Everyone's like, Oh, just that. And I'd be like, just that. I did fantastic. I went two and two. I beat two people. Those people should feel terrible that they lost to me. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> dang. Self burn. Self burn. I, I, I think, I think it's really funny um, that like, and I think this is like one of the really cool things about magic is that uh, Brasky and I are exactly the opposite person. Um, Brasky is going to grab his friends and he's going to go to a pre-release and he's going to play and he's going to be excited about the 500 record that uh, hopefully he gets or surpasses. Um, me, I'm like, my next like big event will be Phoenix, which I'll be grabbing nothing uh, except for my backpack and going on a plane and probably staying by myself and going to a Grand Prix. And I will not be happy unless I do much better than 50%. Um, you know, like, uh, well, to be fair, I'd rather win the LCQ than the Grand Prix. Um, but, you know, so like, it's, I think it's kind of cool that Magic has, you know, all of this, like, you know, together. Um, like, you can be, you can have like fun just going to the pre release, having a great time, hanging out with your friends. Or you can, you know, fulfill that competitive itch that you need. Or, like, even if, like, you don't even want to go to a pre-release and you just, like, want to play kitchen table magic with your friends, um, maybe you're not listening to our podcast because, you know, uh, like, you know, but, you know, like, it, like there are people out there that just, like, play commander or just, like, hang out with their friends or just play casually. And I think that's awesome. So magic kind of, like, does it for everybody, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons why we have this podcast. We have all these differing perspectives, differing skill levels, different areas of specialties. Uh, that we that we like to kind of jump into and play. And that's kind of one of the reasons why we did this in the first place was to provide that kind of avenue to talk about, uh, you know, how you work and, and bounce things off each other as friends, how you can have people that play the game in different ways but still have great discussion about the game. And that's why when you get the opportunity to see those folks in person, uh, it's all that more special. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities uh, to see some folks as you go about your day and maybe even attend some magic events. And that is why we will always look towards Caroline Cavanaugh, the mighty Linguini, about where she is going to be in our new segment. It's not new. It's been around for forever. <laughs> where 
in the world is Caroline Cavanaugh. I don't know what the sound is. I should probably know what the sound is. Yeah, before you should I really work on the sound, but you're like knowing I what that. I thought it was the be. news alert. Is that a different? <laughs> anyway, I have my little finger pointers out that the podcast what, can't see. What news are you listening to? Where that's the where that's the intro music, like the Sesame News, or I really hope yeah, it's just the ESPN one where it's just da 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 da. It's just some, it's like, it's some moose NPR where it's just, you know, you have some person, it's like, and now it's time for your local news. You know what? That's, I should call my Discord the NPR. Basically, all I get is notifications of a different moose article every day. Like, recently I got one about some that, like, crashed into someone's house or something. It's just all moose related. Cool. So, where am I? I'm in Denver. Where will I be? In New Jersey. So we have some cool things coming up after pre-release weekend. Uh, for those of them who don't know, it is very common for there to be no real large events on pre-release weekend. Um, the only thing in recent history to break that was GP London of this year, of 2019, I should say. Um, but for the most part, they usually don't have any big events on pre-release weekends. They do on release weekends, uh, which is GP New Jersey, so the 24th to the 26th. Uh, the following weekend, the following weekend is when we start all of the players tour regional events. So we got January thirtieth and or to February second. We got Magic Fest Brussels, which will have a players tour. Uh, we have Nagoya, which is technically listed. Oh, I think it's actually the thirty first. Sorry, uh, but it's technically listed at February first, second, which is super weird and mysterious, and I don't know why. Probably just a typo, but still fun to think about. Um, and then we have the fall again after that. We have the ninth is Magic Fest Phoenix, which will have a players tour and a uh, Grand Prix, which I will be attending. Uh, I will not be um, doing what Eric is doing. I will not be playing the last chapter of fire, but I will be having some fun. So pretty excited for that. Uh, and then the following weekend, which I just added, because I've already talked about all these events, is February 14th to 16th is actually the Magic World Cup. Uh, wait, 10, 26, 20, Magic Cup, 26? 26, Roman numerals are hard. XXVI. Well, also, it's never been referenced as that before. That's just weird. Anyway, uh, it is going to be in Hawaii, which is pretty cool. Um, pretty exciting for the people competing. Most world championships in the last couple years have been in somewhere in America. This is somewhere in America, I realize, but it is somewhere cool. <laughs> uh, other than, say, like Boston or Vegas, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> also places. But, uh, something interesting is this will only be on Arena. Uh, that's a, a thing they announced a couple months ago. Um, there has not really been a clarification on whether or not there'll be no limited, um, though it does seem very unlikely. I believe the announcement was just more vague that saying that the event itself will take place on arena. It didn't technically say no limited, but the conclusion from the community is that there is no limited uh, and there's not been any statement to tell us otherwise. So um, as of right now, that's kind of what we have coming up in the next month. Uh, I will say lots of magic uh, in theory, the magic fest, Brussels, Nagoya and 
uh, Phoenix are covered. That I swear there was a tweet that said all players champ or all players tour regionals and above will have coverage in 2020. That being said, I have not seen any announcement to tell me that is true. <laughs> I have not seen anyone saying that they will be covering it. Like if CFB is covering it, if Wizards is covering it, etc. So hopefully in the next couple we get a clarification on that. Um, as we know, we do like coverage. Um, but as we might have learned from Houston is we kind of need some reminder that coverage is happening or some advertising because actually the Houston a little poorer than usual low uh there are some factors in previous modern and, and stuff in there as well but yes yeah, something to think about uh, lots to do lots to think about lots to watch maybe question mark I, i'm actually like interested to know what their numbers were from one day to the other um because like the oh, so yeah, day yeah. one was was modern and then like they then they covered the the team draft and as much as I really wanted to watch the team draft, it was really hard to keep up with a format that I've never seen before, right? Because it was it was the it was essentially a pre 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 release of uh, of uh, Theros Beyond Death because they were dra- team drafting Theros Beyond Death, and it was like, well, without like basically constant reminder of what these cards were, I just had no clue what the cards were because you know you look at a board state, I'm like I've never seen these cards before, and I can't read them from the from the sky. Um, so that was like really tough to, to get. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, there definitely was definitely some stuff. Also quick note, if, uh, you know, if there is that they want coverage, but they're missing people. Um, I know a couple of people that might volunteer, um, <laughs> me, um, but you know, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully this tens of people that listen to our podcast, both have some connection to, um, conjunction junction and CFB. <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully yes. it's the same person because it would really save communication. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Man, what kind of like, we need kind, to make a new song? What kind of LinkedIn profile would that be? <laughs> that'd be great. Like, what's your degree in if you've worked on both like Schoolhouse Rock and like are a competitive Magic player and have like coverage experience? Like all of that just mixed together. That that's that's kind of insane. That'd be Maria Botoli, right? She has I, like a she has like an Emmy, right? And <laughs> so maybe maybe her Emmy's from Schoolhouse Rock. That could be. You'll have to. Ask. She she has multiple Emmys. Yeah, there we go. What really? Yeah, yeah. like real Emmys. As opposed, posted, to, like, as opposed to the fake Emmys. Yeah, yeah. Well, she had some fake she, Emmys. That was weird. She posted something like a year ago that was like, "Hey, like looking to get back into like video editing. Um, here here's my resume. Only serious things respond like reply." And then people were like, "What?" And then she's like, "Well, like," and she said something like, "I have four Emmys." We're like. Wait, really? She's like, yeah, like, really, really? I have, I have wow. another life outside of magic. See, Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> I have all crazy. the fake. I have fake Emmys. I can get those things all the time. That's that's <laughs> totally fine. Those are the things you buy like at t- tourist destinations in Times Square. It's like, oh look, now I have an Emmy of my own that I can call my own. I'm gonna do the same thing with like a, like a replica, Mythic Championship trophy. That's what I'll do for the next one, just to make me feel better. It, it must be getting late. My cats are have brought the fight into my into my office. Yeah, it's getting late because I got Jeopardy watch. Let's wrap this puppy okay, up. Fine. Come on. We're gonna wrap. You know, don't. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. But please don't wrap your puppies, even in gift wrap or anything <laughs> like that. We do not endorse the wrapping of any. That's puppies. just a Canadian thing. Yeah, it's okay. It's American listeners won't do that. Here. <laughs> Here at Fam Friends and Magic, we do not endorse the wrapping of any puppies. 
uh, for any reason I whatsoever. I think it would have been better. It would have been better if you added that after. Like, if you just came on and was like... You know, maybe... You know what I should do is... We should put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, like right before anything begins, just being like, hey, guys, quick disclaimer real quick. Um, we do not condone any sort of uh, puppy wrapping uh, or any type of animal abuse uh, on this podcast. We just want you to know before everything gets started, just to really what people be like, what are they going to talk about? And then the whole podcast goes through. And then at the very end, we talk about puppy wrapping. That's how we got no puppies. Puppy. No puppies were harmed in the making of this podcast. Just want to put that out. But some puppies might rap. It's true. I'm. I am I, in I would, favor. I am this did not they work rap, in my favor. They could rap the transition song. That's what it is. Just <laughs> woof, 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 woof. There we go. There we go. Well, things have gone off the rails. Puppies need to be wrapped up. Uh, no, they don't. But we are going to certainly wrap this up because it's been a heck of a podcast and it's been a heck of a time. It's been a heck of a week for a bunch of us, including. Folks like Conan Hawking, uh, Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher, and the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh. Now, the wonderful thing about these people is that you can find them at different places on the internet. Who knew? So let's go around and talk about where folks can find you and the wonderful content that you produce. Mr. Toolshed, let's start with you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Toolshed, and then on my uh, Twitch that's popping off recently at twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed, where I stream recently vintage cube and i'll be streaming theros beyond death and legends of runeterra in a couple weeks when that comes out nice conan hawk where can people find you uh people can find me on twitter and on twitch both at conan hawk uh twitch.tv slash conan hawk and also on instagram uh at conan hawk i stream monday through friday on twitch as long as my travels don't get right in the way uh, i shouldn't be traveling uh, until Phoenix, which is in early February, so don't worry about that too much. But if you do follow me on Twitter, I'll give updates all the time, so you can find out there. And the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E, uh, Instagram at the Mighty Linguini, and Twitch uh on twitch at twitch.tv slash the mighty linguini i stream on wednesdays and i always have a magic guest but i don't always play magic wonderful and you can always find me on twitter and twitch at brasky 1142 of course you can find out more about our organization at swagoy gaming on twitter and then you are i think just at swagoy and you can learn about more about uh the Magic the Gathering team, the Hearthstone team, all the other wonderful teams that we have in the competitive esports landscape at Sogoy.com. And that's going to do it for us this week, and we will see you all next week here at Friends and Magics. We'll see you later, fam. Bye. 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 Yes, sassy. <laughs>